0: The election is finally over but for the counting and the inevitable lawsuits. Today we talk about the election and what we did on Samhain over the weekend. All this and more on the Let's Game!
1: I'm Mary McGinley, and you're listening to The Leftscape, the shape of
0: progressive conversation. Hi, I'm Robin Renee. And I'm Wendy Sheridan. And here are three random facts. On this day, which is November 4th, in 1979, a group of Iranian college students overran the U.S. Embassy in Tehran and took 90 hostages banging your head against a wall for an hour will burn
2: up 150 calories. That may be useful
0: information these days. (laughs) I want to know if you've done done a test of this. (laughs) And uh, fact number
2: three, Dia de los Muertos, which is November 1st and 2nd, is an opportunity to remember and celebrate the lives of departed loved ones. Uh, like any other celebration, De Los Muertos is filled with music and dancing. One popular dance is La Danza de los Viejitos, the dance of the little old men, <laughs> in which boys and young men dress as old men, walk around, crouched over, then suddenly jump up in an energetic dance, which, of course, this is not very much a random fact because it's about a holiday that just happened, and we're going to be talking about our permutation of this holiday, too, later on in the show, one, so...
0: Anyway, those were some uh, facts. They sure were, and they were pretty damn random. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Before we move on to the news, we just want to send a shout-out to our Leftscape listeners. And if you're new to our show, hello and welcome. You can catch a new episode of the Leftscape every other Wednesday and subscribe on our website, leftscape.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are listened to. Yes. And
2: you can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Leftscape. Follow us on Twitter at Leftscape. And follow us on Instagram at Leftscape. Ah, yes, absolutely. And to support the podcast, please join us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash leftscape where we've got extra content and fun stuff and opportunities to influence the show and all sorts of on things like that. Um, You can join us at the front row seats level, which is a dollar a month, and goes up from there with increasingly cooler stuff. So (laughs) thank you so much, and we appreciate you. And now here's all
0: the news we can handle. Hmm. (laughs) handle Well, we had an election yesterday and and I don't know that we're ever going to do this again. This is the the tightest turnaround I think we've ever had on this podcast, except maybe the, the special report we did when there was an impeachment. And I kind of remember yeah, that. We recorded the Congress did something.
2: Congress actually did something or something. I think that was the title. Yes. Okay.
0: But yeah, uh, as of, it is now 1023 in the morning on November 4th. The election is still too close to call, which I'm sure, I don't know, everyone listening who is in our political bubble is unhappy about that because we were supposed to be having a blue tsunami. I was even doing some sympathetic magic yesterday to help with that. I'm putting together a puzzle of the Great Wave at Kanagawa, I think. It's the Hokusai painting. It's one of my favorite pieces of art. And the puzzle is a thousand piece puzzle, and it is really, really, really hard. And I didn't finish it last there night. yesterday, uh, And, and now I'm feeling yourself. guilty. <laughs> I'm thinking, holy shit, is this all my fault? Oh, no, please.
2: <laughs> it sounds like a very good exercise to keep your mind occupied on something while, you know, yeah. while this is happening. I know a lot of people were doing, you know, just finding what their self-care was, you know. Unfortunately, mine was not sleeping enough and drinking too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, but, but I mean, that was part of my, my activities. But um, we did have a, a Facebook Live hangout last night. And that was, that was a good thing to do. You know, we talked politics, but we talked about a lot of other things. And it was good to have some good company. That's
1: a nice poetry.
2: Yeah, we had some intense poetry by uh, Analysis, the poet, oh, wow. who was on our show a few shows back. It's been a while. That was, but he was a former guest, and we also had John Todd and Stephanie Godisman, his wife, and friends of mine. And John, let's see. Well, well, he talked about his men's group on our show previously. That interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely good stuff. And we should do this more often.
0: We should. I really like that people really dug it, you know? Yeah, um, and I should like not. You should, I should try up. to stay awake. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, You're I put in eight hours, hours on that puzzle and I was fried by dinner yeah. time. We so.
2: figured, yeah, <laughs> we figured that as much. So I didn't like ping you or bug you or anything. But
0: Mary and I uh,
2: held court. And who else was there? Oh, Tom Lomoncelli stopped in. He, oh, cool. Yeah, he, he did a show with us. He talked about time management for activists and he. You know, talked about this activist stuff he was doing yesterday, and I oh, he also he started out with a funny, a funny infomercial. <laughs> He's joined the. Uh, he also does our humorous sponsors on the show, mm-hmm. and who am I forgetting? Oh, and Sabah, who is yes, Evie, yeah, uh, yes, Elizabeth Vanderweil uh, was with us, and Ann Sabah, and her husband Tony Rogers. So it was a good, it was cool. a good group. Yeah. It's a nice, nice conversation. That's also yes, uh, had
1: some drinks. What's that? We had some drinks, we had yes. some conversation, we had some poetry.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was a good, for me, a good mix of, you know, obviously a thing is happening, we kept our eyes on it, but we also helped to diffuse some of the well, anxiety yeah. a little bit. Yeah.
0: That
2: yeah. Is, um, I so will... what else is happening in the world now? Well, my oh, God. Up the, the preliminary
0: estimates for the state and national turnout, at this point they have determined that 160 million people voted which is 66.9% turnout which is the highest turnout since 1900 wow. that had and they had a 73.7 voter turnout rate so this is the first time in over 100 years that this many people showed up to vote hmm. and and that could also prove disprove the the popular Knowledge that, or popular theory that, if more people vote, people tend to vote Democratic. Yeah, that's we not don't what know we're that. Seeing. And I also want to point out that I discovered that Philadelphia has a live stream of the election workers counting ballots, and you we'll you post a link on our website. And it's probably with your shoulders. Say what? You, you got to speak up, with your Mary.
1: Shoulders. I mean, watch them count the votes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, there's a bunch of tables and a bunch of people in, in like safety vests. (laughs) And uh, when I was looking at it at 830 in the morning, everybody was like at the far end of the room, it looks like they're starting a new shift. But it's, you know, I I think Philadelphia is right now one of the areas that is under contention, because there's a lot of votes to be counted, and they're expecting them to be heavily Democratic, Right cuz as of now they're showing what I'm seeing
2: right now is that Joe Biden has 238 and Trump has 213. Yeah, and it's cl- it's close and there's a lot of you know states they're showing where they're leaning. Pennsylvania looks like it's leaning Republican right now, but there are a whole lot of
0: votes in Philadelphia and the surrounding and that, area
2: that are out. Yeah.
0: And so. it, and that and this is one of the things that we are going we're going to probably expect to be challenged in the courts. You know, mm-hmm. one of the states has a provision that the ballots can show up within four days, ten days—I don't know. There's some that, like, if it's postmarked, it's fine. Yeah, and it, you know, and they have time for it to show up. And sadly, everything is is the a nail biter. And I keep thinking, I keep thinking that that this is the kind of shit that our current sitting president lives for because it's dramatic and it's. It's it's tension and and makes for good television. Yeah. You know. Right. And it's I and mean- it's an opportunity to be litigious, which is what uh Yeah, so it's it's hitting all of his uh pleasure points. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't give me that image. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And he did declare victory so, uh, so oh, last night. He? Right. Yeah. yeah but he put it, like eight oh three. I don't know what time like, it was. Like five but seconds st-
0: after the first poll closed. Yeah, I will. It's-
2: right. I saw the headline. It was like, you know, Trump falsely declares victory. <laughs> so I was like, that's good. At least you get that accurate. <laughs> yeah. So that's happening uh, still. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to, I think everyone's just trying to manage their emotional balance through all this and health uh, and things like that yeah. because there's nothing to do at this point except, you know, Except wait.
1: Do yeah. they have any idea of when they'll be done?
0: No. no. Well, some and people we are could... hoping today, I, it depends on what state you're talking about, because every state has different rules on on how they count ballots and what can be, and, you know, and how long they can be counting ballots. I think New Jersey won't certify the election until November 10th, for example, right. even though it's called. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I know mm-hmm. my ballot and my ballot still has has received and not accepted on its status. I've been I was checking it like every 3 hours yesterday to see when they were going to count my vote and yeah. it and then I read today somewhere else that they posted a thing from the New Jersey Board of Elections that that they don't have to update the ballot status until November 10th. And I mm-hmm. also that oh yeah we were like one of the first people to vote so our ballots are probably at the bottom of the pile yeah. oh right yeah the opposite way. yeah, yeah like, oh I was first to vote so they got to count me first it's like no you're yeah. at the bottom of a big stack of paper so <laughs> nope. but, but then also the thing is they
1: have this system set up where you can check on your vote and whether it's been counted but then if they say we're not going to post that until the 10th then what's the point
0: of it well, so you know, if it was accepted or rejected.
1: You, well, so you know that they received it, but you don't know whether they accept it or reject it until they...
0: Until it's over. Yeah, until the end. Well, I think it's because we're not, you know, allowed to contest our own personal ballot or something. I don't know. I think that I have heard of cases where if they figure out that
2: there's a problem with it ahead of time, you can... Some some people will give you a call and give you an opportunity to fix something Mm -hmm. if if that happens. But once the election is happening, that's not really.
0: Yeah, that's not really a thing. But I uh, think
2: that varies from state to state. Yeah, yeah, it does definitely.
0: And I want to send a a congratulations out to Democrat Sarah McBride. Yeah, she made history today for being the first transgender woman to be elected to the state senate in Delaware. Yeah, that was good news definitely. And uh, let's see what other kinds of
2: weed is legal in New yes. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that
1: mean?
0: That means weed is legal in New Jersey. <laughs> but I mean, well,
1: does that mean that they're suddenly going to set up stores? Or something? Yes. Well, not. They suddenly. will.
0: Yeah. Not. Yeah. yeah. My daughter has prophesied <laughs> that. Well, like, that's the wrong word. But she said, considering how it worked in California, it's probably going to take like two years before the stores are open and everything. I hope it won't, mm-hmm. but I intend to be growing my legal allotment. Yep. Very if you cool. can the well, seeds. Seeds will be found. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> and uh, the, why the that legalized meantime, it were,
1: what's that? I, I just wanted to ask in the meantime, does that mean that
2: people will no longer be arrested for having weed? I think that's true. And I believe like starting January 1st, that goes into effect, but I would have to look up the
0: details. I wouldn't test that if I were you. Yeah. You know, (laughs) right. Exactly.
1: And, and my other question is, are they going to do
0: something about people who have already been arrested for having weed? That, yes, this is probably why it's going to take two years. And that's one of the reasons why I think the New Jersey legislature was not forthcoming with legalizing it on their own and why they put it up to a ballot measure. Mm. And I do want to say it was like a two to one in favor. Oh, in this state. So decisive, it, that was a, that was a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There you
1: go. You and, and this,
2: tsunami. Right. And the states that legalized were New Jersey, South Dakota, Montana, and Arizona. So they that's joined cool. the others. Yeah. That's getting yeah,
0: better. Be nice nationally, but I'm not going to hold my breath.
2: Right, right. And it looks like Jeff Van Drew has won in New Jersey. I think it's the second congressional district. Oh God! And he is the one who was elected as a Democrat and defected oh. because he was against impeachment and then he became a Republican. And it looks like he's beat Amy Kennedy. I don't know if it's like declared yet but it, he was definitely leading is that your district yes so i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll see it looks like in general we stayed democratic overall in the congressional you know the jersey congressional races but that was well one that i think
0: the two that and 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 up north in sussex i think is another red county mm-hmm. so i think they they stayed red Yeah if I remember what I saw last night or this yeah. morning, whenever I looked, <laughs> last time I looked.
2: Right, right. <sighs> yeah, yeah, so that that's... Uh, that, I'm not 100% sure if that was finalized yet, but that was looking that way last I saw. Yeah, he's in the lead currently 50.9 to 47.5. So mm-hmm.
0: anyway. Eh. Anyway, my main source of information for the election this year has been the 538 blog.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: And and actually they're they also show I guess ABC's election results because maybe they're I don't know. I guess they they like how how ABC calls the states or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and they also liked I want to say Bloomberg's data graphic, which I actually liked that too. They had a, a really beautiful infographic of each state, you know, basically sort vaguely where they are, but the state was composed of little gray boxes that represent each electoral vote Mm, that they get in the electoral college. And then they turn whatever color they're supposed to turn based on the state's voting. And that was a really nice visual representation of how the election is going.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And more nuanced. Yeah, because so, yeah. it shows, you know, like like a, a state may be big geographically, but only has a very small population. So they only have, you know, a, a couple of electoral votes as opposed to like Texas and California and mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, I'm looking at the chart and we don't know who's going to be in control of the Senate. Because it's, I guess they're too close to call.
2: It's super close, yeah.
0: Yeah, right now they've called 47 Republican seats and 44 Democrat seats. And I don't know if they're including the independent seats, which there may be one or two on the Democratic side or not. Mm.
1: I, I don't know how this is happening. Um, it, it's just hard to understand. And the only thing I can think of is the voter suppression. They were very successful.
2: Um, I, you know, I mean, I know that that happens, but I also want to get to the fact that there are many, many people who are thinking very, very differently from us, because I think if we just stay in amazement about it all, (laughs) we're not going (laughs) to really understand what's happening. I mean, suppression happens. I mean, that is definitely a tactic that I see, but I don't know. Like I saw someone posted something on Twitter today who I will remain nameless because I maybe want to have more conversations with the person about it, but they said, well, they were showing that that Trump gained percentages among all demographics except white men, like he lost some white men, but gained black men, black women. Really? Other, yeah. It, it well, seems to be the case. And, and the comment was the left really needs to change the way that they talk about race because they will start they will continue to lose people who would otherwise vote for them on policy but there's something about the way that the left is communicating about race that is not that is not helping actually
0: the democrats put forward a candidate who is palatable to republicans Hmm. you know biden is like an eisenhower republican he (laughs) you know it he's not what i mean I, I mean even obama could be considered an eisenhower republican um you mm. know I mean, the whole, the whole party is has moved to the right and i mean and, and we don't we won't know until after you know weeks or even months after the election when we finally get like the actual data and i'm not sure how they're going to even get the data but uh, we're not we're we're trying to to hedge bets and trying to be acceptable to everybody. And then that, and then that waters you down so far that it's like unexciting. And it could be, it could be, you know, the people who are, who are turning to, to Trump as opposed to Biden may be looking at their pocketbooks. They may be looking at only the tax situation because Mm -hmm. I will say as a, as a, as a business owner, the tax situation has been better. Mm-hmm. but i'm also that's not you know the the few thousand dollars that i saved on taxes this year isn't enough to overlook absolutely anything else that he's done right and the tax situation i think is even more it's more congress than than him right mm, right
1: yeah yeah because the only tax <laughs> thing that he was was you know, putting forth was the saving the taxes on the millionaires. Yeah. The tax cut for millionaires. So how does that help the average guy?
0: It doesn't, but everybody keeps thinking they're going to be millionaires for some reason.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: that's yeah. It. They're all hoping for the day when they're millionaires and then they will like this.
2: Yeah. But anyway, I do also want to really think about left, the left messaging about, Identity and how that how that affects people, and I have I have questions about it. There are things I think are positive about it. There are things that are troubling. I don't want to say that much about it yet because I want to think more about it. But it could be part of the issue too. It was interesting to see someone comment that that they thought that that was part of it. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, more to learn. You're uh, right in that. I was uh, watching just this morning someone talking about the Latino vote and uh, and how how much Trump has gained favor with the Latino vote and I'm thinking wait a second we he calls he calls Mexicans rapists he puts up a wall he he blocks people from coming into the country he puts children in cages. He throws paper towels at people in Puerto Rico, and yet the Latino vote. I And I think the problem is, is that we can't consider people of Hispanic heritage as a group because there are a lot of individuals.
2: Exactly, I think that's true across the board. Yeah, there's a lot of assumption happening in the ideas behind what, what they assume people will vote for and why, so. More to learn. And uh I don't know. I don't know if we have any more actual news. It's just we've got to, we're still waiting. No,
0: we have <laughs> we're no waiting. waiting. Yeah. And you know, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. With uh with
1: whatever we'll we'll be back we won't have answers.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not our
2: job to have answers. <laughs> and maybe we'll have some some reaction. If, yeah. if if there's and, if something major happens, maybe we'll have a reaction video and, or something. Coming know. up,
0: coming up next is our, I guess, Samhain report. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Samhain report.
2: <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a, a good holiday together, and that was a good time. So we will talk yeah. about that and other things Samhain yeah. related.
0: <laughs> so stick around for part two. Yo, what up? This is the poet known as Analysis, and you're listening to The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation. This is what you need. Don't miss an episode. And now a public service announcement from The Leftscape podcast. Thinking about masturbating during work meetings? Don't. It's rude and unprofessional. Unless you've gotten consent from 100% of your coworkers, you should never do it. And if you do get consent, oh like, dude, where do you work and are you are you like hiring? We now return you to our regularly scheduled podcast.
2: Well, this weekend was Samhain or Halloween, as the Mughals call it. <laughs> no, I, I we celebrate. Uh, I, I love both Samhain and Halloween. And Salon is the pagan celebration of the end of summer. It's the time when people look toward remembering people who've passed in the year before, and it's it's also like the next the this following day is the what's called witch's New Year.
0: Yeah, the the veil between the worlds, which is the worlds of the living and the dead, is thinnest during the three day period of october 31st through november 2nd and tell us what's the significance of the veil being thin well that's where in our tradition that is when the souls or spirits of everyone who has died in the last year crosses over you know they've been kind of they've been hanging out they've been wandering the earth hanging out for the past you know since they died and then at Samhain it's the great hunt and, you know, Karen, 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 I can't say anything today. Karenos. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Gathers up the souls and they all go to the summer land. And then eventually they are reincarnated down the road. Mm, that's yes. that's kind of how our afterlife beliefs go.
2: So, <laughs> and if you, and if you didn't listen to our woo conversation on the last show, you may take or not take any of that literally at all, but it's the, this is the, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a tradition and it's a way of talking about a way of connecting and remembering. And
1: so, so the, these souls are busy going, going to go where they got to go, but right. we stop them and say, here, have a meal before you go, here's hang your out. Supper.
0: hang supper, let out, us say but-
1: goodbye. Yes, and
0: also you know you can also reconnect with your ancestors or your beloved departed on the night of of October thirty first on the on the eve of Samhain, and and uh, because if they're still around, they can come hang out with you, and that's happened in the past too. So
1: Samhain is November
0: first. No, Samhain is October thirty first. Oh, okay. I got yeah. confused when you said Eve of. Sowing. You Saturday. mean the evening part of soin? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. And and this year we also had a full moon on yeah. Saturday. So it was a very intense time. There was a, a working, a group rolling ritual, I guess they call it. And and there were a few different traditions who I think were doing this who wanted to use the energies of this time to help effect positive change in our country. Mm-hmm. And we we did a little bit of that too on Saturday.
1: So this rolling ritual, it was like all around the country.
0: Yes. Yeah. Cool. And it might have even been all around the world. I don't know. You know, because other countries are having issues. It's it's. I know with our the the shit that's happening in the United States, it's kind of put like almost blinkers or yeah blinkers on our on the sides of our faces so we are only like focusing on what's happening locally like within our country but a lot of other countries are in similar similar straits to ours or there have other things that are that are shitty that are happening there's a lot that's
2: going on in the world i thought about that too like we have such a such a myopic view sometimes of what's what we talk about, but it's 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 already too much. Yeah, well, uh, (laughs) the news we can handle is already. (laughs) It's
0: (laughs) also it's also because, you know, when you have a fire in your kitchen, you have to put that out before you can worry about the fire down the street. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we're we're trying to put out the fire in our kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Or in our dumpster. But yeah, so but
2: Samhain traditions, I, I really love the fact that you can see the the resonance with so many other traditions. Like it's it's Halloween, you obviously see the connections between that and sort of the secular celebration. And um, Día de los Muertos is very related as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: from what I understand about Día de los Muertos, it it's a very similar to Sálm. I, I think maybe it's a little more celebratory. <laughs> I think it's, it is I think it
2: is a little more well it's mm-hmm. bigger and it's more you know there's more people who celebrate it culturally and stuff. So, so it's yeah. more fun maybe but uh we have fun too. <laughs> oh and um what's the other one All Saints Day. Yeah. and All Souls Day that's sort of
0: well that's that's really the Christians co-opting the pagan traditions. Yeah well they are they are well known to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
0: um but yeah, but it was nice to see
2: you all. We missed a photo op. I was thinking after the fact, you should have gotten a picture of all of us with our masks on. And- yeah. Being socially know. distant, how would we all fit in the picture? Yeah, that's the thing. You have to <laughs> hold your breath, take a picture, take a selfie and then run away. Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how it works. But we had a lovely fire. Yes. And it was nice. Yeah. Lovely, so, so thank you for hosting fire.
0: us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> My hair still smells. I knew the fire was not in the kitchen. No, no, the fire was in the fire pit outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we wanted that one because yeah. freezing. Yeah, yeah, but it, yes, it was a good, it was a good ritual. Mm-hmm.
2: And who were some of the people we were remembering? Uh, okay, yeah, you start with that. Okay, yeah, I was thinking about and spoke about a couple of people in my life that passed in the last year. One was my. Cousin Becky Osborne passed in April, and also Donna Jackson, who is the mom of of, of a good friend of mine, and uh, I've been close to her family for a long time. So that was, you know, it was it was those those were birthed both in around April, and it was they were both shocking. So I guess now is the time to remember and kind of make peace and release those energies. And so I was. I talked a little bit about them. And there were two I didn't mention. And these are sort of strange ones because they're not folks that I knew personally, but two good friends of mine lost their dads. and One was Frank Warniecki, my friend Laura's dad, and Bob Mercogliano Sr., my friend Bob, who well, we call him 808, but <laughs> genius name. But <laughs> they both lost their, their dads. And just, you know, with COVID and everything, I wasn't really able to be present for that. And so I just wanted to say that I wanted to acknowledge them and send some good energy.
0: You reminded me now that my step-grandchildren lost one of their grandfathers over this year, too. I wasn't I wasn't very close with that side of the family, but the man was very well-loved. And we went to his funeral, and it had to have been in January because it was definitely before the, the pandemic. So, so yeah, he, he's gone too. Mm.
1: I was thinking about my husband. Um, even though he technically, he didn't pass this year because he passed just before Sam last year, like days before. Well, what had happened is that I I was just overwhelmed when it happened. Cause it was so out of the blue. And then I ended up in the hospital myself. So I had was not able to organize any kind of um, funeral or or memorial or anything. And I said said to myself, as soon as i I had him cremated, and so he's here he's here on the shelf, but haven't had any kind of ritual yet. And I said, as soon as the weather gets better, i'll have I'll have a nice, nice memorial. We'll be able to let some of him go in the wind, so long as we don't stand in the wind, like, like the big Lebowski. <laughs> uh, uh. But, but, and he would get a kick out of that because he hated funerals. So I didn't want to have a funeral, but a memorial would be good. But just as I was organizing it, the pandemic happened. So, and that was March. So I, he's, he's been hanging around the house and he, so that it, it almost seemed like he he was not gone, Be, at least for six months in my mind. Even though intellectually I knew he was gone, emotionally he was not gone because every every time I heard something in the house, I just thought, "Oh, that's Alan. He's getting ready to come up the stairs." Um, that's just where my mind went, and it, it's but it's only the past month or so that I stopped having that reaction and not immediately thinking, when's Alan coming to bed? Because oh. he's gone. But I had to talk to him. So in, in our Samhain ritual, I got a chance to talk to him. And my nephew, too, who, who passed away the same week that my, my husband did.
2: That was a lot. Yes, that's a lot. Endure. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your reality and experience and pain, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's
1: what everybody goes through. I'm definitely going through all those stages, Mm -hmm.
0: those five stages. So what stage are you at now, or do you just experience them all in different times?
1: uh all in different times it was like they come and go oh, okay just so it's
0: last, not like a progression it's just sort of like yeah. be angry one time and then most of it's him. angry but
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm in angry right now but i noticed myself last week being in bargaining oh hmm. and i thought wow that was a stage um, as soon as i did it because the thought occurred to me you know there must be some way i can trade places with him And I wouldn't. Wait a second. That's a stage. Why did I think that? That's that's one of those
0: stages. So. (laughs) Wow. Well, it's good that you're aware of of that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have compiled a non-comprehensive list. (laughs) Very.
2: It's so many.
0: Of yeah, because otherwise this this episode will be about four days long and will be hoarse, and you won't want to hear us listing the names of everybody who's died in 2020 up till now. As we were compiling this non-exclusive list or the non-comprehensive list, it was kind of interesting in a. In a weird way, only because, you know, 2020 seems to have been dragging on for years. Just our sense of time this year has been very weird. And seeing the names from before the pandemic, it's like we had forgotten that that had happened in 2020. I
2: would, I would like to start with just mentioning the people who passed away because of police violence or other f- Phobias or isms that are happening. Mm. You know, obviously George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And I just, and I also wanted to mention the people who, there's so many Black transgender women, especially mm. who die unnecessarily <laughs> in various All ways. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And just one is Mia Green, who was uh, 29 years old uh, from Philadelphia. That was recently right? murdered. Yeah, that was, that was pretty recent. And there are so many
0: names and I'm sorry that, I mean, we sh- we should compile that list sometime. Oh, we'll do name that. I think we'll do that for the end of the year Memorial show. How about that? We'll have a much bigger list of names. Yeah. Cause we could, we could, we could stand here for hours and naming names of those people too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But I I just wanted to give voice to them and to remember. So, yes. Thank
0: you. Yes, we will say their names. I I want to I definitely want to do that. And um so um because we could find a list of just musicians, we have a list of musicians and we're just we're not naming all of them because there's a lot, but it's it's musicians from bands that we have some connection to for you know where they, we've seen them we follow them we have their albums whatever and the first one on this list is martin griffin from Hawkwind, and also neil pert from rush yeah
2: i remember i found that we found out out when we were doing leftscape business at your house <laughs> and that was kind of a shock yeah yeah and uh, the Negre, Negre, who was, she was uh, from Peaches and Herb. She was actually the sixth Peaches who passed this year. And Ivan Kral from Patty Smith
0: Group. And Barbara Martin from the Supremes. Sorry. Kenny Rogers. Bill Reiflin from King Crimson and REM. Yes. And Bill Withers. And
2: Ministry as well, I think. And Bill Withers. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, Ministry too. Yeah. As I don't listen to ministries, why well. <laughs> <laughs> didn't occur to me. Yeah. Phil
2: Withers had some amazing songs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, John Prine. I cannot forget John yeah. Prine. And Florian Schneider of Kraftwerk. And Kraftwerk is one of my favorite bands. I, I don't know if you call them a band or a musical group, whatever, but they were so just influential in electronic music. I got to see them, not with Florian, but I saw them several years ago at the uh, Electric Factory, I believe, in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. It was uh, transformative. Mm. Little Richard. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, had, I had forgotten. That. that one re-shocked me when I saw that name. I was like, oh my God, that's right. That <laughs> happened.
0: Yeah. And Joey Image from The Misfits and Steve Priest from The Suite. And Bonnie Pointer from the Pointer Sisters. I had their album. They're amazing, yeah. Oh, amazing. And Keith Tippett, who's a jazz pianist. I have a lot of his actual... Actually, I have a lot of his solo albums. He's He did some very nice stuff to listen to. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> he's a pianist, and, and he's just really good. Yeah. And Peter Green, one of the founding members of Fleetwood Mac...
2: That was when they were kind of more blues
0: yeah i think, I think so back in the day yeah yeah and there's peter way of ufo and, and jack sherman from the red hot chili peppers
2: right wow i forgot about that one yeah and ian mitchell so the bay city rollers and you can laugh at me if you want <laughs> but the bay city rollers literally are why i wanted i Wanted to become a musician. They they stole my heart as a child, you know, and I love them. And Ian was sort of the second. He wasn't in the original sort of the main group that I think of, but he was sort of right after that. There was an album called Dedication that he was on, which was, uh, you know, totally memorable for me and the age group and the sort of fans that were part of the Roller Mania thing. Yeah, that was a sad one. We also, we lost Alan Longmuir a couple of years ago too. So that was a sad day to lose Ian.
0: And we have Ronald Bell from Cool and the Gang and Lee Kerslake from Uriah Heap and other bands. And, and we lost two people from Van Halen this year. Not only Eddie Van Halen died that everybody knows because that was fairly recent, but Mark Stone, I think that's the drummer, right? he died this year, too. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And I had, I'm sorry to say that the news about Eddie had overshadowed that I didn't even realize that that had happened. And that's, uh,
0: that's well, it was all, it was earlier, like, Mm -hmm. like months before Eddie died. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, but when Eddie Van Halen died, that was like huge news. It was everywhere.
2: You know, Van Halen is interesting because they're, they're like a cultural marker for me. I, I don't, Know that I own a Van Halen album, but I know all the songs, and it's just part of, part of the fabric, you know.
0: I don't think I own a Van Halen album either, but we, I, I did like two or three of their songs in a cover band. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun to play. Absolutely. And we just lost Helen Reddy. Yeah, we lost Helen Reddy, and we lost Gordon Haskell from King Crimson. A lot of musicians who have been through King Crimson a few of them have died this year.
2: You did a great discussion on why is this awesome about King Crimson. And I,
0: (laughs) that was a really good, good show. I appreciate it. I don't (laughs) remember that. I have to go back and listen. King Crimson was the, was the litmus test when I was dating. It's like, if you didn't like King Crimson, I'm not going out with you. (laughs) And we lost Spencer Davis from the Spencer Davis group. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And uh Toots Hibbert from Toots and the Maytals. Oh. that was pretty recent, and that's um, you know, such an influential group on reggae and ska, especially a lot of ska musicians, and um, even a, a band I was part of was uh, influenced by toots, so that's, that's so similar. what did what did he play? Oh, Funky Kingston, you would probably know okay, um, not just what instrument oh, he was a, lead, he was a vocalist.
0: Okay, because yeah, yeah. usually people who have a nickname like Toots or or Toots or whatever are playing a wind instrument of some yeah that they <laughs> toot on or, or a trumpet or <laughs> right okay I just I was just curious because of the cause of his nickname so maybe yeah, it's yeah. short for Tootsie
2: <laughs> maybe I don't know actually I should know why that name, nickname was I don't know but uh, yeah uh oh and Moon Martin of Moon Martin and the Ravens. That one I didn't even know when I was just sort of researching this. I I was shocked to discover that he had passed. And uh he actually sang a version of Bad Case of Loving You that you know from um Robert um uh, oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> a bunch of people covered that song. Yeah, a bunch of people yeah. covered it.
2: <laughs> but um but uh anyway. Yeah, that was that was weird um to learn that and I just Wanted to mention him and Gene Shea, who was the, very well known in the folk world, a DJ uh, from Philadelphia, and he passed away of COVID earlier this year.
0: So, yeah, a lot technology. of these deaths were COVID related, and a lot of them weren't. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that's the one thing that was, you know, looking through, for example, the Wikipedia list of musicians who've died in 2020, it, it's like you know, when you hit March, you start seeing COVID as the cause of death.
2: Right. And why I couldn't just remember Robert Palmer, I don't know, but that's who I meant (laughs) to say a minute ago. (laughs) Mm. But yeah.
0: So Mm. in other famous people or people of of note who have passed this year, we have Kirk Douglas, and, of course, Ruth it was, like, Bader. 104? Yeah, really? I mean, wow. it's, not like, it's not like it's a huge tragedy, but it happened, you know? But
1: what's your first memory of Kurt Douglas, or the thing that you think of when you think of Kurt uh, Douglas? Spartacus? Yeah, me too. I am Spartacus! <laughs> <laughs> you have to put your hand up. It's like, I'm volunteer.
0: <laughs> yeah. and of course, we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and that
2: <sighs>
0: i'm hoping that that death isn't going to indicate some more horrific things happening in our dumpster fire of the country i'm keeping my fingers crossed yeah
2: she's amazing and just did so much i just revere her yeah yeah and carl reiner
0: yeah. yeah. How old
1: was Carl Reiner? He was. He had to be in his 90s.
0: Yeah. Oh, he,
1: yeah. He was pretty. I I was um, listening to uh, an interview with um, Mel Brooks, and he, he and Carl Reiner used to have, a, up until he died, they would have lunch like every, every week. Every week or something, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. And carry on.
2: Such a talented man, Carl Reiner. Really. Yeah very funny, very talented and and very political, and so his family, Rob Reiner, and I think the uh, one of the granddaughters as well, or I see them on Twitter quite a bit, and they were like, "Please vote because <laughs> of anything Carl Reiner would like to see Trump voted out <laughs> yeah for sure, yeah. so that's their way of honoring him as as well too
0: mm. and we lost another Monty Python alumnus this year too terry jones died mm. Mm.
1: i always uh, liked him
0: yeah he did you know after monty python i really enjoyed uh, all of his films that he directed like time bandits and brazil and i what was it the the something something of dr parnassus i think was one of his later one of the later films that came out like within the last five years or 10, I don't even know now. So my sense of time, that was, that was a weird film, but it was good.
1: Maybe during the, um, the election day, just to keep myself occupied, I'm going to go through
0: all his, his films and watch them. Okay. That'll be an interesting roller coaster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the ways we're all
2: thinking of like both staying in touch and distracting ourselves is kind of, it's an interesting uh yeah thing mm. but uh i should just mention we did just lose sean connery that was very new very yeah. news and um chadwick Bozeman, which was a fucking shock
0: yeah mm. um yeah. I don't go
2: to see a lot of movies, but Black Panther was one I absolutely went to see. And it was a brilliant and a cultural marker. It was just amazing. And to imagine that he did all of that while he was ill and didn't really let on was... Yeah.
1: Yeah. It yeah. was such a physical movie.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of mm-hmm. actors just don't disclose their medical problems. Yeah. Because it will keep them from getting jobs. Yeah. Exactly. And it was just... Wow. Well, wow. But yeah, that was a terrible loss for and the, such a gift to yeah. us all. So, and uh, we lost Representative John Lewis this year. I'm hoping they're going to rename that bridge after him.
2: Yeah. And uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna.
0: Yes, wow. that and that sad horrific helicopter crash. Yeah, that's terrible. <sighs> And we also lost the actors, Diana Rigg and Wilford Brimley. And, mm. and Diana I, Rigg,
1: too, and, and Ian Holmes. He's yeah
0: down there, too. Yeah, this was earlier in, in the year. But but I,
1: I think of them together because of the movie of Midsummer Night Dream by Sir Peter Hall that was really, it came out when I was a kid, and it just really affected me so much. I I had liked Shakespeare before, but then seeing that movie, I loved it. Oh, so it's their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. <laughs> I well, and I love Diana as Emma Peel. Oh, we all uh, love Diana
0: as Emma Peel, and she was fantastic as the uh, matriarch in Game of Thrones. Yeah, that was. Yeah.
1: And that I was... got to meet her too. Uh, I went. Cool. She appeared in a show on Broadway. Um, a Moliere comedy called The Misanthrope. And I was so excited about it that when the show was over, I just walked right up on stage to meet her. <laughs> and, you know, and I wasn't allowed to be there or anything. And the, the the stage manager stopped me and said, what are you doing here? And said, well, I want to talk to Diana Reagan. He said, I'll go get her and yes. brought, <laughs> brought her out to the stage. And, you know, and the audience had left by that time. But she stood there talking with me for the longest time. And she was so human and real and reminded me of my sister that I just burst into tears. So that's my Diana Riggs story. When you you meet the person that you most admire in life and they become real, you burst into tears. Okay,
0: that's a... That's a topic for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have not. I have not had that experience meeting people. (laughs) You never burst into tears? Not for meeting them, no. Mm. I'm sad she's gone. Hmm. We also lost uh, John Saxon, the actor from many cheesy movies that I love. Mm. Many many cheesy movies.
1: <laughs> oh, I know yeah, like, who you mean. Okay, I just <laughs> looked him up. <laughs> After all, yeah. That. Oh, it's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. I did see him in a lot of things. Well, you know, we have on here Regis Philbin. Yes. Yeah, Regis Philbin's gone too, and. uh... Regis Philbin, unless my mind is going like crazy, before he was a big deal, he was doing a talk show, a daytime talk show in Cincinnati, and my husband used to go out to Cincinnati uh, for the annual ventriloquist convention, and uh, because there's a museum out there of ventriloquism, and the producer of of Regis Philbin's show was a friend of my husband's, and he had my husband get on the show and be be um, interviewed by Regis Philbin. and And Regis Philbin just kind of like ah these people with dummies ventriloquists, eh, who are they? And he kind of t- treated it lightly, but my husband really convinced him because he was really really into. Ventriloquist dummies in the history and everything, which, you know, I can can't blame Regis for actually going, yeah, but <laughs> by the end, he convinced Regis Vilbin that it's an interesting thing.
0: That's cool. Yeah. And we also lost the Reverend C. T. Vivian, who was a confidant of Martin Luther King. He died this year as well, yeah.
2: so yeah, when the uh... We heard that uh, c T. Vivian passed away. I was just thinking about how much I don't know about him and how much I would like to to learn. like when uh, John Lewis passed, I believe around the same time, and they were mentioned a lot in the same conversations. And I definitely know a lot more about John Lewis. So I feel like I feel sad when someone passes and I'm needing to learn about them after the fact. But I yeah. think learning the history whenever is better than not at all, you know,
0: but that's definitely a gap that I have that I want to learn more about. And we also lost Fred Willard, the actor, the other comedic and and comedy or comedic and character actor. Was he in Spinal Tap? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he, was. he was in, he was in pretty much all of all the, the films films that, things that the Christopher, all of Christopher Guest's films. He's been in that. Mm was uh,
1: there was a show uh well there was mary hartman mary hartman and then there was a talk yeah. show that was similar and he was like the second
0: banana on the talk show with with martin mole what was that yeah. called? i don't remember yeah i didn't watch it a lot because i think it annoyed me <laughs>
2: uh, and in, <laughs> and in
0: my world fred willard
2: is was the uh guest host of snl and he interviewed he announced Devo's performance in 1978. So whenever you watch that, you think of.
1: When you watch Devo, you think of Fred
2: Willer. Well, I mean, when I watch that clip, it's 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 just an awesome thing to look back on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he was introducing something that was so weird to most people in the world. They were like, "What is this? (laughs) What is happening
0: on stage?"
2: You know. So it was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, we lost Brian Dennehy this year too yeah uh, he's another character actor that you'll recognize when you oh, see him
1: i saw him on broadway in inherit the wind uh, and uh i had taken an elderly uh friend of mine she she had such a crush on brian dennehy and i said mm-hmm. okay well he's on broadway you want to go see him and i got tickets to be sitting on the stage like part of because it's a trial and mm-hmm. so you're part of like the um, gallery, and mm-hmm. she was so thrilled. She was so close to him; she could breathe on him. So <laughs> she said, "Thank you for that, Brian Dennehy, big
0: crush." <laughs> nice. And we also lost Al Warden, who is an ast- who was an astronaut for the one of the space shuttle missions. And we also lost Max von Sydow this year, and he is an actor who has a huge range of films, from like Berg, weird Bergman movie movies to Flash Gordon. Mm. <laughs> mm. He played uh, Ming the Merciless in, in Flash Gordon. Yeah, he he was good at villains, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, well, he also said that the, the, the his costume was consisted of 60 pounds of beads and it was really uncomfortable. And he said it helped him. It helped him maintain his grouchy mood to be <laughs> for the character because <laughs> of the pain he was in all the time in the costume. Man. Hmm. I, I want to
2: mention Phyllis Lyon also. OK. Activist. Um, and it was the first same sex marriage in 2008. Is that correct?
0: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That is, yeah, in San Francisco, right? And she was married to Del Martin. And it's just amazing that they were together since the 1950s and were out- activists and just did a lot for LGBT rights and visibility. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we also lost James Lipton from Inside the Actors Studio. I- I'm sure he's done other things, but I don't know him outside of that sphere. But his interviews with other actors was always really wonderful to watch. Mm. And we also lost Katherine Johnson, who is who was the NASA research mathematician that hidden figures was based upon. She was an amazing woman. And a, you know, she had a good, a good long life and it's, it's nice to see her get recognized. Uh, you know, when that when that book came out and then the and then the film that you know that the women who were working behind the scenes that nobody talked about until recently that you know well that was going on. and we also lost Jeanette Dubois from the actor from Good Times mm. and-, and Orson Bean, yeah,
1: yeah, i I think of Orson Bean a lot because of um when I was a kid, he was on all the talk shows. He was just yeah. always appearing on all the talk shows. And he he was an actor, but he was also a writer and very witty person. Um, and he was one of the founders of the Sons of the Desert, which is an organization to perpetuate the memory of Laurel and Hardy. Oh, And I say
0: if he went to all the trouble to do that, he must have been good. <laughs> <laughs> and the final name on our list for today is Jim Lehrer, the newsreader from NPR or Public NPR? Radio, Public TV. Yeah, Jim Lehrer, the, like PBS, from the right. report. Yeah, yeah, that's the Lehrer, and uh, he's gone now too. Mm-hmm. So it's so been a happens. year. Yes, it has. been listening to the Leftscape podcast. Sound engineering by Wendy Sheridan, show notes by Robin Renee, fake sponsor messages by Thomas Limoncelli, web hosting by InMotion and remote recording by Squadcast. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Leftscape. Become a patron of our show for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com/leftscape. Thanks for listening.